Be warned. The ones who pick up a refreshingly cold drink from McDonald's and people see just how refreshingly cold that drink from McDonald's is, you may create drink envy. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. For a morning brew that really creates a stir, get any size iced coffee, including caramel and French vanilla, for just 99 cents before 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Dodgers Nation, Doug McCain here. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. We've got tons of Dodgers rumors to dive into. Trevor Bauer, Carlos Correa, Shohei Otani, Seth Lugo. But first, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Dodgers Nation YouTube channel for all latest Dodgers news and rumors all offseason long. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and if you really want to support the channel and you want to see us post even more Dodgers content, smash that like button. As always, I'm with your takes down below in the comment section today's Dodgers Nation questions of the day what are your thoughts on the Dodgers not going after Carlos Correa because of a potential backlash from the fans and then two how big of an issue would you have if the Dodgers didn't sign any big impact free agents this offseason also are you interested in LA signing Seth Lugo would you want to see them do that let me know down below and for all latest Dodgers news head over to DodgersNation.com so if you're a Dodgers fan out there that wanted to see L.A. sign Carlos Correa, well, I'm about to pop your Carlos Correa balloon. I got some bad news because Ken Rosenthal just reported in The Athletic that the Dodgers are not pursuing shortstop Carlos Correa in part out of concern that a sizable portion of their fan base would not welcome the move. Correa was the most outspoken member of the 2017 Astros club that stole signs illegally during the postseason and beat the Dodgers in a seven-game World Series. So we have plenty more to unpack from Ken Rosenthal's piece, but let's chew on this one for a second. Now, my first question is, are the Dodgers really not going after Carlos Correa because of a potential backlash from Dodger fans? Are they not pursuing the Platinum Glove Award winner, a guy that could really fill a hole for this Dodgers team at shortstop? Or are they doing it because they don't want to give him the kind of money that he's going to command, the kind of contract that he's going to sign that is most likely going to be for more than Trey Turner. That's going to be more than Corey Seager. He's probably going to sign a deal in the 10 plus year range for over $325 million. Now, would the Dodgers be signing him if he was on a short term contract? Would the Dodgers be interested if he was willing to sign a deal similar to the $105.3 million deal that he signed with the Twins last season? A three year deal that allowed him to opt out after each season? He would have been a Dodger yesterday. 
The Dodgers would absolutely be interested in signing Carlos Correa if he was willing to sign one of those high AAV short-term deals that very rarely are considered by these big-name free agents. But the Dodgers, they always offer them. And we know the Dodgers, they offered Aaron Judge a $214 million deal. That was presumably in the five-year range. So with very few exceptions, these players want the deals. And when you can't get them on a short-term deal, it's usually because they're either older or there's a unique circumstance like Trevor Bauer, who was still in the prime of his career, but he expressed an interest to sign these short-term deals through the prime of his career. So they were able to get a deal done with Trevor Bauer. We'll talk about him in just a second, but I don't believe for a second that the Dodgers, this was the only reason why they didn't pursue Carlos Correa. I would say maybe 10%, but I think 90% of it had to do with the fact that he was going to sign a 10-year contract. I don't think the Dodgers were ever seriously going to engage with Carlos Correa. I've said it this entire time. My prediction uh, back in the summertime was that he would sign with the Cubs. Now I think he signs with the San Francisco Giants. That was my prediction when free agency began that Carlos Correa would sign with the San Francisco Giants. And the number one reason why I felt like the Dodgers weren't going to sign Carlos Correa was because he was going to sign that long-term deal. Because it made no sense for Carlos Correa, who is the youngest of the four premium shortstops that were available this offseason, a guy that was coming off another 140 WRC plus season, had a 160 WRC plus his last two months of the year. He's proven enough to get that big bag, and you're not going to just continue to roll the dice, and you're kind of playing with fire for Carlos Correa. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. by taking those short-term deals. So he's going to get locked up. He's going to get paid. And I think it's going to be with either the Giants or the Chicago Cubs. We'll see what the Padres do, though. The Padres, they are very competitive. They are as all-in as any franchise in Major League Baseball right now. So you can't rule out the San Diego Padres, who made that sky-high offer to Trey Turner. They offered Aaron Judge a ridiculous amount of money. Some rumors out there that was close to $400 million for a 10-year contract. So the Padres, they're clearly in win now mode and as you guys know i haven't been the biggest oh the dodgers have to go out there and sign carlos correa guy and the reason for that is i'm not a big believer in paying shortstops 300 plus million dollars especially ones that have an injury history a guy that is most likely going to slide over to third base now i wouldn't mind carlos correa at the right price i am open to the idea if it was under the right circumstances but i think the big takeaway here is did the dodgers truly consider what their fans thought in this situation because if that's the case, that is a little worrisome because the Dodgers shouldn't deviate from their plan if they think that that plan and that player can help them win the World Series. And I just don't think that's the case. I doubt Andrew Friedman and the Guggenheim ownership group is sitting in a boardroom and they're out there panicking, thinking, oh, what is at Dodgers fan 2020 over on Twitter tweeting about Carlos Correa? They're tweeting up a storm saying, I'm not a fan of the Dodgers anymore. I'm burning all my Dodgers gear. I'm not going to Dodgers Stadium 
and buying $20 micheladas and $100 parking because they signed Correa. I don't think they're worried about that. I just don't think that is the case. To me, it was all about the money and the years, and that is the real reason why they won't be signing Carlos Correa. But let's continue to dive into some of these nuggets from Ken Pease. He would go on to say, the distaste Dodgers fans harbor for Correa is not the only reason the club is reluctant to engage with him, or for that matter, any of the other more expensive players on the free agent market. As the Dodgers wait to learn whether Major League Baseball will uphold Trevor Bauer's two-year suspension for violating the league's policy on sexual assault and domestic violence, club officials are uncertain how much back pay, if any, they will owe the pitcher. Bauer stands to lose $60 million in salary. If his suspension is upheld, the Dodgers will not owe him anything. But if the suspension is overturned or reduced, the Dodgers, as a third-time luxury tax offender, would be assessed penalties on top of his salary. As noted by the Los Angeles Times, the team's total payout could exceed $100 million. So yes, if Trevor Bauer's suspension is reduced, they do go and sign some guys. They could be in a position where they could hit that second tier of the CBT, the $253 million mark. And at that rate, you're paying 62% on the dollar for all the overages. So yeah, it could get very expensive. And my big takeaway here is this is also a Major League Baseball issue. Look, the Dodgers didn't suspend Trevor Bauer. Major League Baseball did. The Dodgers are still getting punished for the Trevor Bauer situation. I think at this point, the Dodgers might have a little Bauer's remorse just because it's taken so long to get a resolution. And yes, anytime you have litigation, anytime you have arbitrators involved, it is going to be a lengthy process. But this is a situation where it could cost the Dodgers. And if you look at the domino effect of this, look, the Dodgers are a team that signed Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. They have one more year, possibly, of Julio Urias and Clayton Kershaw. So they really should be in win-now mode. They should see their championship window as small, but they're having to wait around, and it's impacting their spending. So, look, there's a lot of talk about this youth movement for the Dodgers, and yes, that is a silver lining if they can't get anything done. I do believe in some of these young stars, but really this offseason should be about trying to get over the top, trying to plug in those holes and fill those needs to avoid what happened last season because, look, why else would you have signed Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman if you're not going to take advantage of their prime? So that's definitely some bad news for Dodgers fans, and I know a lot of you out there want to see what's going to happen with Trevor Bauer. Will he potentially pitch for the Dodgers again? I've heard that no matter what, he probably will not. So is he going to be an asset they can flip? Are they going to try to buy him out? I mean, they're basically on the hook for that money no matter what after his suspension gets reduced. If that does happen, if it doesn't, then yeah, they don't have to owe him a dime. But yeah, there's just too much up in the air. They're in limbo with Trevor Bauer, and it's impacting him this offseason. So unfortunately, the Trevor Bauer situation continues to haunt the Dodgers to this day. They still haven't gotten a resolution from it. I'm going to do another video at some point this week where we dive deep onto the status of Trevor Bauer, Major League Baseball, and the Dodgers. So be on the lookout for that. But the bottom line, the most important thing right now is it's impacting the Dodgers in free agency in a very significant way. And then the Nuggets keep coming. Ken would go on to write, the wide range of possible outcomes is the one reason the Dodgers are planning to incorporate a number of young, minimum salary type players this season. They want to add a modestly priced starting pitcher, an affordable center fielder such as Kevin Kiermeyer, and a middle of the order bat. J.D. Martinez would make sense, though a left-handed hitter might be a better fit. 
but the Dodgers are unlikely to spend big, especially when they know the market next offseason might include two players they covet, two-way Angels superstar Shohei Otani and Japanese outfielder Roki Sasaki. So first things first, let's break out that Dodgers rumor meter. And for this rumor that has the Dodgers going after Kiermaier and Martinez, I'm going to give us a three Dodger dogs. I definitely think there is some serious smoke here when you consider the fact that Kevin Kiermaier defensively, still one of the better outfielders in the league. He is a below average bat, and maybe they will look to platoon him in some capacity. And then you talk about J.D. Martinez, a guy that last season he slashed 274, 341, 448, had a 119 WRC plus, so his bat was 19% above league average. Hit 16 home runs in 596 plate appearances. Of course, he would reunite with Robert Van Skoyak. We know that there's been a lot of buzz about maybe him being a Dodger one day. He reunites with Mookie Betts. I was high on the idea of bringing J.D. Martinez in last season as a right-handed back that could have some pop, a veteran bat. So I'm not totally against the idea, but when you look at how the Dodgers use that DH position, they like to rotate guys, keep guys fresh. It would limit their flexibility, but I am open to the idea of bringing J.D. Martinez in as a patchwork guy if that is the approach this offseason. And then, of course, there is Shohei Otani. So Shohei Otani is going to be one of the most coveted free agents in the history of Major League Baseball when he hits the market. And yes, I do think the Dodgers have as good of a chance as any team out there to sign Otani when he hits free agency. When you consider it's Los Angeles, he's already familiar with Southern California playing for the Angels. We know that Japanese players, they tend to like to stay on the West Coast as a shorter flight to Japan. And then you got the long-established history that the Dodgers have with Otani. They were in on him when he was a teenager, and I still believe to this day, if you had the universal DH when he was heading over here, he would already be in Dodger blue. So I do like the Dodgers' chances to sign Otani. He wants to play for a contender. We'll see what the Angels are able to do, but that's still an unknown. You can't just bank on the fact that you're going to sign Shohei Otani. A lot of things have to happen, and my biggest concern would be that the Angels get a new ownership group and convince Otani to stay in Anaheim. What if they get an ownership group similar to the Guggenheim group that turned things around in L.A.? And what if the Angels finally have a solid year where they show him that they're heading in the right direction? I would not rule that out. He's known to be a very loyal guy. The Dodgers, we know they're committed to winning the World Series. So maybe he just goes and plays for the Dodgers. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. So I like the Dodgers' chances if he truly hits free agency. There's going to be some of the big-name teams after him. But look, the Yankees just signed Aaron Judge. The Giants will see if they sign Carlos Correa. When you consider the kind of money he's going to command, that's going to rule out pretty much 85% of the league. So the Dodgers will be in a good spot, but I still think the Angels are a team that might find a way to keep him in Anaheim. But I still think the Dodgers are going to be right in the mix for Otani when that day comes. But like I said, it's a big unknown at this point. And then you've got Sasaki. 
Kentucky, who's a very talented young player. I mean, he's a guy who throws 100-plus miles per hour. He has that fork ball. He's a guy who's had so much hype around him. But we'll see if he makes it and what his posting fee is going to be and how that process will turn out. I do like the idea of bringing him in next season. And one more thing to consider with Otani is will the Angels ever move him? Will it be this offseason? That's unlikely. But let's say the Angels struggle and it's clear that they're not going to be vying for a postseason spot. Do they look to deal him at the deadline? And wherever he ends up, does that team increase their chances of locking him up long term? We saw the Dodgers have success with that with Mookie Betts. They traded for him. They got a deal done before he entered free agency. Will a team out there look to just deal him and part ways with some top prospects to get them into their system to have a better chance of courting him? Now, it's going to be interesting. He is my dream free agent. I want Shohei Otani on the Dodgers. I thought about it for so many years. It'd be fantastic. But like I said, it's not a lock. Now, I've got one more little interesting nugget to get into before we head out. And Ken writes that the Dodgers are interested in free agent pitcher Seth Lugo. Ken writes, right-hander Seth Lugo was drawing interest as both the starter and reliever with the Angels, Dodgers, Padres, and Nationals among the teams showing at least some interest in adding him to their rotation. So first things first, let's break out the Dodgers rumor meter. And for this one, I will also give it a three Dodger dogs. I think there's some serious smoke in the Dodgers' interest of Seth Lugo. They're out there looking for maybe this year's Tyler Anderson. He's another guy that has a deceptive delivery. Only difference is he's most likely going to help the Dodgers primarily as a reliever. In 278 career games, only 38 of them have been as a starter. And he has a career 348 ERA, a 24.8 strikeout rate, a 6.7 walk rate, a 44.1% ground ball rate. And his ERA as a reliever is at 291 and at 435 as a starter. So he clearly has more success coming out of the pen as evidenced by that difference in ERA. And then also he gets more swing and miss. He's had more punch outs as a reliever as well. And if you look at most of those starts, they came in his first two seasons. 26 of those 38 starts came in his first two years. And the most starts he's ever made in his season was 18. That came back in 2017. So, yeah, like I said, he's much more effective as reliever. Does have a nice dynamic pitch mix. Goes with that curveball 33.5% of the time. Then he works in that four-seam fastball, the sinker, the slider, and a changeup. Now, Seth Lugo isn't a guy that's going to move the needle, but he's a guy that could definitely give you some quality depth and someone who can come out there and help this Dodgers team if they're looking to be a little more cost-conscious this offseason. But if you look at the market this offseason when it comes to relievers, relievers are getting paid. Look what Chris Martin got. Look what Tommy Canely got. Look what Kenley Jansen got. And you look at the other teams interested in Seth Lugo. That Padres team is a team that really was working that six-man rotation. They were looking for that depth and looking for some long guys. So that's a team that could be interested in him. The Angels, they've shown finally with the Tyler Anderson sign that they're willing to invest in pitching. So it's not going to come super cheap for the Dodgers, but I definitely think they need to add another reliever when you consider the fact that most of these guys have just signed elsewhere. The Dodgers got Shelby Miller. That is the big offseason prize so far. It's like the Avengers when Thanos snaps his finger and everyone starts fading away. That's how this offseason has felt like for the Dodgers. This offseason feels like when you're driving home as a kid and you're in the backseat and you spot a McDonald's and you tell your mom, let's go to McDonald's, but then she tells you, no, we have food at home. Well, the Dodgers, they're getting the food at home signings so far this offseason. But let me know down below in the comments section. What are all your thoughts on the Dodgers not pursuing Carl? 
Carlos Correa because of a potential backlash from Dodgers fans? Do you think that's the real reason why they're not going after him? What are your thoughts on J.D. Martinez, on Kiermaier, on Otani, on Lugo? I want all your takes down below. Trevor Bauer as well. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. For all latest Dodgers news and rumors all offseason long, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and if you want to see us post even more Dodgers content, smash that like button. And until next time, think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. home.